Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. everyone. Welcome back. I am thrilled to share with you this beautiful spirit and woman, Eileen, who has come and crossed paths uh, in one of the most beautiful ways that I've personally gotten to experience life. I have two things that I absolutely love to do more than anything. And one is connection and having conversations with people, which I get to do through this podcast. So it lights my heart up in a big, big way. And the other is in connecting like-minded people and or connecting someone who might need something from another person that I believe is one of their gifts. And they came here uh, to live their life purpose through. And uh, so a dear, dear, dear friend of mine and mentor and sister and mother of mine was introduced and or had the ability to take a yoga class from Eileen and uh, she did what she does best too and lives from her heart and connected us. So I'm thrilled to share Eileen, her story, her journey. She's a yoga instructor, a meditation instructor, and so much more. But um, Eileen, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then share what we're up to. But today I am super thrilled to get to start this podcast in a new and different way with you all in doing something that I hold near and dear to my heart, which is opening with a meditation and pausing, taking a moment, checking in with ourselves. Where are we? What's going on? Allowing our nervous system to decon deconnect. <laughs> I cannot even speak right now to disconnect <laughs> and to recenter and rewire and allow for peace and rest and connection with ourselves to come back into our mind, body, and spirit. So Eileen, who are you and, and what are you up to? What brings you here to join us today? Hi, Jen. I'm so happy to be here. This truly is such a beautiful moment to connect with you. And if you're listening, you know who you are, the person that connected us. I'm sending you hugs and love and I miss yes. you. And I know you're still at the studio pretty much every day. So you're amazing. <laughs> um, everything that you just said, Jen, about meditation, which is where we're going to start. I think it's just the best way to take a moment to pause with yourself and check in. And for you all to just learn more about me, it's really how you can get a grasp of who I am through this meditation practice. So I'm here to guide you just through about a five minute meditation and then we'll, we'll dive into everything else. So wherever you are, you can be listening to this podcast in your car. Just don't close your eyes during the meditation. Um, but that's something that I love to tell people is that you can meditate anywhere. Um, if you are at home, just relaxing, you can find a comfortable space to sit 
or lay down, whatever you feel like um, your body needs to go. And if you'd like and you're able, you can close your eyes. And we'll just start by simply noticing Noticing where you can feel the breath the most in your body and your being today, in this moment. Noticing if the breath is short and shallow. Or steady. Maybe you can feel your breath in between the space of your nose and your upper lip. Maybe you can actually feel it, feel the breath right there in that space. Or the subtle rise and fall of your belly or chest. Just noticing, observing what is in this very moment. And when you're ready, take a slow inhale through your nose. Big exhale out the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Really feel your belly rise, your rib cage expand. Exhale, sigh it out. One more full deep breath in. Exhale, soften. If you'd like, you can bring your hands over your heart if that feels okay. And just starting to drop in to your heart as you reconnect with your breath. Deep breath in, big exhale. Moving from the mind into your heart space right here. Gently whispering to your heart. Open. Open. As you inhale, you can feel your heart lift and open. And as you exhale, feel your shoulders drop. Feeling rooted and grounded and held.
maybe for the first time all day, finally meeting your heart, meeting yourself in this very moment. Inhale slowly. is really all you need in this moment. Breath in, breath out. cell in your body just land right here. There's nowhere else to go but right here. Take in another deep breath in. Big exhale. If your heart could speak, what would it say to you in this moment? becoming aware of the you that has come forward now. Welcoming yourself back, feeling this reconnection with your heart, your breath, your presence, and saying thank you. your lap if they were on your heart and blinking your eyes open when you're ready. Okay, here we are now. <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. 
So when in your journey did meditation and yoga start to sizzle to the top for you? Or if you want to share a little bit about who you are and where where that well, that spring began. It all really started when I was 12 years old and I decided to quit dance because I wasn't happy with my body. I was having some negative self-talk about how my body looked in all the costumes so I told my mom one day I wanted to quit and she allowed me to and then I think it was only a couple weeks after we then went to a yoga class at a gym that was about two minutes from our house we could walk there and I fell in love right away so we practiced quite often together however I still did a lot of group exercise classes because I felt like my body needed to change And then it wasn't until 2014, (laughs) actually the yoga instructor that had taught me all throughout when I was in high school and everything, um, he's like, you should should do a yoga teacher training. So I did the Beth Shaw Yoga Fit Weekend teacher training. And then I took that to college. I I went to Oakland University and I was able to use that certification to lead yoga classes, some group exercises, um, exercise classes, which was great. And then 2018 was really when I took my 200 hour certification at the studio called The Space in Brighton, which is so sacred and it's home for me still. That's in Michigan. (laughs) And you're talking about Oakland and um, Brighton and and where is this? (laughs) Yeah, it's in Michigan. that was really when I started practicing yoga and recognizing that, oh wait, I don't need to change my body. I can just show up as I am and move and feel. And that training at the space in Brighton really taught me all about bringing a theme and a message to class as an instructor, which I think is so powerful. So it goes beyond the movement, which is in itself so healing, but then it adds another layer of introspection and reflection. I took classes and then I taught classes where you would have a theme and a message and then you walked away with something to kind of chew on and digest and understand and reflect on more. So that was a really big part of my yoga journey. And then it wasn't until, of course, the pandemic 2020 um, when meditation really started to become even more of a love for me. Yoga is such a moving meditation. But then it was because of COVID, I was working at a gym called Applied Fitness Solutions in Rochester, Michigan. (laughs) And everyone was so just distraught of everything that was going on and upset and felt like they didn't know where to go or what to turn to, right? Because the gym for them was such a big place for community and connection. And so from afar, I started leading meditations in our Facebook group that we created to stay together during those hard times of staying at home and in isolation. So that's really when I started tapping into, oh my goodness, I love leading meditation. Love it. There's so much that comes up for me in this process, which is really fun. I didn't realize part of my reconnection with yoga was due to a, an 
piriformis sciatic type of thing that was happening in my right glute. Partially because of getting it into my car, I was realizing, um, and as a massage therapist and someone who's pretty intuitive and has studied the body, I was like, ah, how in the heck am I in this place? Right. Of like, I know what to be doing. I want to be taking better care of myself. I love doing squats and like more intense exercises it just is really invigorating for me and being on a mat and having a practice has been challenging because it's so much of this like slow down be present hold a pose for an extended period of time and um and I fell in love with an instructor who I'm so grateful that you're sharing that this is a type and a modality of yoga practice because those who are intuitively doing it and are trained in it that do have a theme and a message, it is like a holistic experience for me compared to showing up and having a yoga practice and like going through the poses. And um, so I was introduced to yoga, I want to say at like 16, 17, something, maybe 18, and fortunate enough to do one-on-one classes and then w- worked in a yoga studio actually it was my very first massage um, job out of school. And I also went to at least the community college of Oakland Community College in, in Michigan. And um, so I love the the synergy of, of your choice and methodology and reasoning for um, stepping into it is profound. I feel like we could have a whole nother conversation just on body image and self-love in the most compassionate way ever. And at that point in my chapter of life, when I was going through this um, sciatic experience, it was much more calm, quiet, soft, gentle yoga. Um, And that actually led me into the pandemic, which I must say that I probably was more present and calm. I believe that that's who I am in general. And I loved the period of the pandemic because it was truly the unknown. And I believe that we live in the unknown every single day, but most people think that we're in control of what's happening and unfolding. I do believe that there's alignment and I believe that there's synergy and magic and a whole bunch of stuff that we can create in our lives. But I really believe that when we let go and we release the outcome, that's when magic, that's when life really begins to happen, which I uh, one, want to just say thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, if there's anything that's cutting in and out, thank you for bearing with us and, and cruising along. And we're going to do our very best um, to edit any of these things. And it's the imperfection of life that I absolutely love. And um, Eileen is actually getting to do something that I really look forward to doing, which is one of the main, main, main reasons, so many reasons, but one of the reasons that I was so excited to connect with you in this way and share more of your story outside of what you're doing in your yoga practice and meditation and in the work that you're doing in the world is how you're choosing to live your life right now. And that is so much the unknown. We can play and practice here and there of, of, where we think we're going or what's happening, but 
when we truly live into the essence of every day, that's when the gifts show up. So Eileen has so much to offer here, but I thank you for sharing your story, sharing how this got started for you. And are there any other pieces about meditation that you would want to share? Everything that you're saying, I'm just, I could listen to you all day. I'm like, yes, yes. It's so true. Just how, um, meditation really is about being in partnership with yourself and so is yoga as well it's reminding your heart your body your being that you're on the same team you with you and it's really it can be challenging because we're in a society that thinks that we need to look a certain way in order to i don't know in order to thrive <laughs> right and we're that's ingrained in our minds from a young age but really our bodies, our beings, we're here for um, partnership, not perfection. And the one main thing that I always tell people with meditation is that, okay, there's probably a couple of things. <laughs> First, if you can breathe, you can meditate. Same thing with yoga. If you can breathe, you can do both of those things. There truly is no right or wrong. And I hear that all the time from students and friends and family, everyone. They're like, oh, I'm doing it wrong because I can't turn my mind off. And the number one thing with meditation is to become a loving witness. That's it. Just lovingly witness all that is present within you, striving to not add any layers of judgment or shame, which is really, really hard to do, and simply holding yourself. And so I love guiding meditation and yoga because it really is so beautiful to hold space for someone as they hold space for themselves as well. Yes. Oh my goodness. So just in case it is cutting in and out or we're not able to shift any of it, I, can we break through? I want to loop mm. back because some of these are absolutely amazing, but I would like for you to share where you are right now and, um, why we might be having a couple, um, just they're, they're very mild. It's not even that big of a deal, but I just, I want people to stay with us. This is funny. This is what my husband and I always love to say. We're like, hi, we're Eileen and Chad. And yep, we live in a van. <laughs> so we're currently living in a van and we're in Jackson, Wyoming. And so we're parked. I wish I could show you all. We're parked in front of a beautiful mountain and right in Jackson, Wyoming. We're traveling. We're using a WeBoost to try to get some good Wi-Fi. It's been such an adventure. That's amazing. I love, love, love it. And they were in Colorado last week and you were in Michigan the week before. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. We, we were back. So we left April for our van excursion travels, kicked it off um, with a couple of trips down south to Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, North and South Carolina. And then we did a Upper Peninsula loop around the Great Lakes, more or less. And then we had um, our first niece was born and we had a couple weddings. So we were back in Michigan for a while for like the end of June and July. And then now we have just left a couple weeks ago. Yep, we were in Denver. Now we're in Jackson, Wyoming. And there really isn't a time that we're planning on going back to Michigan. So... It's really exciting. And speaking of uncertainty, that's what we're kind of thriving off of right now, for sure, is just dancing with uncertainty. 
the more that we do that, the better life gets. It sounds absolutely wild. And it's actually something I know is instilled in my spirit and my soul. And I also um, chose two parents to come into this life with who have stayed for the most part in one location in Michigan, but they have the most adventurous spirits. And a lot of people would say that they um, maybe could use some, and maybe this is what I have thought over the years, but like some more organization or some more grounding or perhaps a bit more planning or who knows what the heck it would be. And they live in the moment. And I am so grateful that I got to learn that from my parents because the rest you can really learn, right? Like we can learn planning. We can learn all these other aspects of things and the strategy of life. But the adventure of life is one of the pieces that I really want to sink my teeth into more and more and more. It's one of the reasons I live in Colorado. It's one of the reasons I chose to move here and move to Seattle prior. But in my journey, of this adventure and exploring, I came into meditation at a point where I was super in my head. So I want to just circle back to that if if you're good with it. And um, how you've stated this is absolutely phenomenal. I've heard so many different things, right? I'm like, it's okay if your mind is, is racing or going off into a different place and then you get to bring it back. But if you can breathe, you can meditate is absolutely my favorite. If you can breathe, you could do yoga, right? Like we can really dive into this and it is a hundred percent, at least I'm learning over and over again, is that it is time for us to teach our heart, our mind, and our body that we're on the same team. I don't know how about you, but there's so much time throughout the day where I have uh, up until this point been so cruel to myself, to my the, the thoughts that I'm having inside about my body and or what I could be doing or should be doing or any of the, the critical pieces. And something I'm embracing now that I'm 40 is pure self-love like oh I haven't really noticed that part of my body looking that way before oh that's shifting and changing and I'm so grateful for it because there were moments in my life when I was maybe 16 20 25 I can't believe that I'm literally saying this like 30 35 where I would choose to focus in on something and be so unkind and I was gorgeous and from like not an egotistical place, like from a healthy individual female on this planet. And I wasn't appreciating those moments. I wasn't embracing the pieces that I could have in that time that would have allowed for even more abundance and confidence and things in my life. So I'm forever grateful that your journey started at a place of 12 and recognizing and noticing something and then following that internal guidance to say, there's a different way. Like I have a different calling. There's something different that I get to follow. It's so true that we all have an inner critic and it can be very, very loud. And I think a lot of us feel and wish that we could just turn it off, but it's really about managing the inner critic and turning toward the inner critic, hearing it and saying, okay, 
I hear you. And that even makes sense. Like validating, like that makes sense that you feel this or you think you should be doing this or looking this way. That makes sense. Holding your heart (laughs) and validating yourself and then choosing to not collaborate with that story anymore is really what it's about. And meditation, what's so cool is you literally are rewiring your brain and creating new neuronal pathways um, to reshape the way you see yourself and um, that relationship you have with your mind and your body and heart. Yeah. I love it. In clarity coaching, we truly begin with a blank canvas that is all about reconnecting with yourself and your dream and your vision and whatever your next step might be, whatever it is that you're working through, figuring out where there's light and where there's not light and then following the light. And so through this process, really being able to connect with yourself and love yourself unconditionally And it does take those moments in that practice, right? Of acknowledging like, where am I? Oh, and that inner voice and inner critic is intense. Thank you for those comments and those things. And this is what I'm going to continue to choose, right? This is where I'm headed. This is what I'm going to be doing. So I thank you for for that. That's such a helpful internal way to acknowledge, see what's going on, and then really to choose how do we, how do we remove judgment? How, how can we become so aware that throughout the day we can acknowledge that really quickly and then go back to our light, right? Say, hi, thank you for sharing and continue to go back over and over and over and over again, which is what we get to do in meditation when our mind starts to wander, right? So do you want to share a little bit about what happens if, and when our minds are wandering and how normal and natural that is and the process of what we're getting to do during that period? Well, meditation is just such a practice and I'm learning now more so than more than ever is that meditation really is a way of life too. And so sitting in this formal meditation is great and it's serving and yeah, it's teaching our mind that it's okay if our mind wanders and we're not present or we think about something totally random and then start to judge. We practice that, oh, we can come back to center. We can hold on to our center, come back to our heart. Um, versus getting caught up in the mind because that's really exhausting (laughs) staying in the mind, right? So dropping into the heart again and again. So meditation teaches us that. Uh, But like I was saying, just the more informal meditation is really what I've been kind of trying to tap into more and more because it is something that a lot of people say, oh, you meditate every single day? Or I'm like, no, I don't actually formally I meditate throughout the day, creating that awareness and witnessing my mind and all my thoughts. It's what, um, at least I teach as a coach, uh, as like a mantra or, um, something, something to come back to over and over again. Right. So when you are in meditation and if you did just experience this at the beginning of this, it's very normal, at least I find, for my mind to go wandering off into like, oh, got to do this, or oops, in pops something that is on a to-do list I forgot to do, or who knows, right? It's almost like going to sleep, like you just don't know what your dream is going to be. And reconnecting with our breath causes that pause. So when I first started to meditate, it was literally breathe in, 
Mm-hmm. breathe out very similar to what you took us through today. And any time that my mind would go somewhere else, I would get to remember, breathe in, breathe out. Right. And mm-hmm. so that was, I was very grateful that that was one of the just core basics of what I was getting to learn. And then my mom went in and did a transdental meditation training. And there's like so many different types, right. And they all attract a different person and different stages and phases in our life. And I have always really appreciated just quiet, calm and or guided meditations. Um, A person, since we're on the conversation of meditation that I appreciate and have followed and was introduced to by a friend was Kyle Cease. And he chose to sit in silence for an hour for, I believe it was like 30 or 90 days, something like that to get started. And because it was making such a profound impact in his life, he chose to do it for an entire year. And I absolutely love that. And so formal meditation can definitely work for some people. And I know actually it would work for all of us if we chose to do it. And it might not be the time and place or aligned with who you are and how you want to show up. And that's absolutely perfect. Um, But we can gain so much from pausing and having this practice of breath whether it be walking. I heard earlier today, someone was talking about going through, they were supporting their spouse in going through grief. And they asked, what if, you know, like formal meditation or sit down meditation isn't working for this person right now? And they were recommended to actually like, okay, what would it look like for them to go for a walk on the beach for 10 minutes without their phone? so simple, right? Like it really doesn't need to be this profound production. And I actually think it gets more intense in our mind when we begin to build resistance around it of, well, we need a candle lit and we need music playing and then we need this and on and on and on. So um, are there any uh, recommendations that you have for that mindfulness throughout the day? Because what we also call is this mantra, of mine as love, peace, joy, harmony. And it's a way for me to reconnect when I feel like my thoughts are starting to go into judgment or into a place that's not quite aligned, or I'm not showing up as much in love as I would love to, um, showing up in judgment of how somebody else might be operating or what they're sharing. A lot of people sometimes offer or say, I choose peace, I choose trust, I choose something like that throughout that moment. So are there things that you do through your through your day when you're recognizing that you're drifting yeah. going somewhere else? Mm, I love that so much. I it's it's always the breath. It really is. And breath, so taking three deep breaths, hands on heart usually, and gently saying to myself, come back. Because most of the time when we do feel our nervous systems shifting um, and we're getting anxious or stressed or we feel judgment or worry or shame or we feel the shoulds versus allowing what is, I think it's remembering to just come back to this, this very, very moment. And our breath really is the anchor to the present moment too. So really... I, I suggest three deep breaths <laughs> throughout the day. And if you can catch yourself before you kind of go down the pathway of um, whatever it is for you, this negative spiral that can always, it, it happens out of the blue and it's totally normal. But if we can kind of recognize that, breathe deeply to pull ourselves out of that, 
or maybe sit with ourselves a little bit and then come back to our true, true, authentic selves, um, that can be really powerful. So yeah, I would say just three deep breaths. Sometimes that's all it takes too. And remembering that subtle really is significant because we think that we have to take 50 deep breaths, right? And a 10 minute beautiful meditation. And like you were saying, I, I do love the guided meditations as well. And so it's hard when then you're meditating by yourself and you're like, there's no one here to tell me, you know, focus on your breath or soften your shoulders or to bring in a theme. So you're just with yourself, which I know that can create a lot of resistance for people because we think that being with ourselves is a scary place when in reality we are so safe. You with you is the most sacred, safe place ever. So I think it's also about redefining what your meditation practice really looks like and recognizing it's just about observing and being with what is. Period. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it builds our resilience for life in such a profound way, right? The next time we show up into a chaotic situation, all of a sudden you look up and you're looking around going, wow, I'm so much more calm. Or I was able to disconnect and not engage in that and be a silent observer. It really is magic. It is so, so, so helpful. So in this practice of um, shape-shifting your life, what did that look like for you and your husband? And when did you decide that you wanted to travel? And and is there anything that you can share with our listeners for people that are excited and or want to do more traveling or have had the inspiration. I said to my husband, we were camping a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, it would have been so much fun to be an RV or camper or bus salesperson in the last couple of years. There's so many, I love how many people are exploring the state yeah. right now. It's so much fun. Yeah. This is like uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about now. And I'm really pulling inspiration from my husband as well. He has this sort of line that's like, we actually don't want you to build a van if you don't want to. We hope you inspire, we inspire you to really just create the most true and beautiful life for you. However, van life is something that anyone can do. And that's really it too, like apply to anything. <laughs> you can do anything in life. I think that's what our hearts really understood in this moment. And this is actually something a friend said to us as well is that we are limitless. We can do anything. So we bought this empty van in December of last year and kind of maybe it's like a Christmas present for ourselves. <laughs> we bought this empty space and then took four months to build it out. And I mean, prior to that, we were going to do tiny house living because we knew that life is about living with less and that actually makes life even more abundant, truly. So we kind of were going down that minimalist lifestyle. Um, and then we realized that there's so much to see in the country. So let's take that tiny house on wheels. So it's really, it has been a dream come true. And there was so much uncertainty and inner work that we had to do because this isn't what a lot of people do, right? A lot of people wait until they're retired and then they travel the country. I'm 27, my husband's 28 and people can kind of look at us like, what? You live in a van? Shouldn't you be, 
you know, working on your 401k and like being a desk job and all of that. So it's just a different path. Um, and so for us, it's just, it's everything, but it's also, it can be very hard. And we find that a lot of people are sort of envious of the outcome, but it's really the process that, you know, kind of all the behind the scenes that no one really sees. But actually, that I, it's weird. I, I miss the van build process. I'm ready to <laughs> build again, too. Um, but I think that's what makes it really worth it is when we sit here and we have a candle lit and we're eating dinner that we made in our van and we look around and we're like, we built this with our blood, sweat, and tears for real. And it's, it's just is so amazing. Oh, congratulations. That's so much fun. I would rent my house out in a second and be gone. And my husband is much more of a feet on the ground type person. I also have intentionally been working for nine years to get myself to a place where I could be remote and be from anywhere. Um, and he owns a landscape company that's a bit more like physically in person, but he has phenomenal people on his team now that he could definitely rely on for chapters and periods of time away. So it'll be fun to see what gets created in our next handful of years. Um, so you, you had talked about creating th that you had this empty space and I really love that because like you say, it doesn't have to be a van, right? Like you can really, truly create the life that you're looking for right now. And when we look around ourselves, there's actually more physical space than there are things. Like if we look at the sky and the abundance and the expansion of it all. And so often we get stuck focused on the physical form and something that I absolutely love as well as we actually live in a fairly small, uh, smaller home. I don't know, like a starter home, I would call it. Um, and for a while we were like, should we put a second story on? What are we going to do? Where are we moving? And in the last year or so, I have fallen in love with this house in such a different way because it provides more than enough for everything that we have. And we're getting to be really creative with an outdoor space right now. We love entertaining and I actually just during today's meditation was like, oh my goodness, Eileen, when you come back through town, we're going to have to do a retreat of some form that is based in our backyard because it's going to be such a phenomenal space for like sound healings now and breath work and yoga and Pilates and meditation. So um, for the listeners, I just am super grateful that you shared this space and then to celebrate when we actually are creating what it is that we're looking for, right? And be in that glory and that joy. That's so great. I think what came to my heart when you were talking about that actually is one of my favorite reminders is there's room for you. And like kind of going along with that, there's room for you to do and create the life that really, really lights you up too so yeah and it's a cool analogy to really see that you can build from the ground up and it's wild because now looking around I would never have thought that this could happen but one step at a time you can build it right and there's so many people out there doing something similar if not the same to what you would like to do as well and so putting yourself out there, that's what really helped us too, was creating our van life account. And then we met so many other people that were building as well. 
and that community and sense of belongingness. And we all chatted with each other and had a group chat going so we could um, write like, hey, how'd you figure out how to plumb, I don't know, into your shower and then your sink and all those different things. So remembering that there's people out there that also have something similar, a similar desire that you do. You're never alone in, in anything really. So, so, so true. Yeah. Community and reaching out and asking for help along the way is such an important aspect to getting there. We so often paint a picture, right? That that person figured it out or they had everything that they needed and that's just not the case. So is there, um, can you share something if somebody is, was this a group that you all formed or was it a group that you became a part of? So we had a group on Instagram that was Michiganders that were van lifers <laughs> or that were building the van. And then we were in a Facebook group. Um, Sarah and Alex James, I believe is their name, uh, that provide guides for building vans. And then in that group, people would post questions and all that as well. And then we had our small group of Michigan friends, which we actually were able to meet some of them in Colorado last week, which was so cool. So it's, it's really neat when we can right away say, hey, you have a similar dream as we do. And then right, right away we get along and it's just so, it's so beautiful and cool. So, but yeah, there's a lot of Facebook groups out there. A lot of people who have built vans and that have now started van uh, businesses that have guides that you can uh, work off of. Love that. And how can people get uh, in touch with you or reach you? Where, where can people find you? We're on Instagram as the Miles Van Life. And then my personal Instagram is Eileen Rose Miles. Thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing bits and pieces of your journey and your story, for coming to us from the Tetons, one of the best places. Oh, so special. Thanks for sharing your gifts and your talents and your light with us. Well, thank you so much, Jen. I feel like we could have talked for hours, truly. So I look forward to connecting with you again. Yes, absolutely. Enjoy your day, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.